Good morning. If you have your Bible, if you'll find your place in Matthew chapter number 6. Matthew chapter number 6. If you're a guest with us here today, I'm Pastor Mike. We're honored to have you today. May the Lord bless you for being with us today as we continue to think about this very important truth of the Lord teaching us to pray. Matthew chapter number 6. Find your place there and then we're going to go to the Lord in prayer as we prepare our hearts and minds to hear the Word of God. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your grace and mercy to us. We thank you for sending the Lord Jesus Christ that we might be saved. All of us who are in this room, who are followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we celebrate and praise and thank you for causing us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. We pray now during this time that you would speak to our hearts from your word. I present to you, Lord, again, the petition on behalf of our church for foster children in the state of Tennessee. We pray that they might have relief. We pray for them the wisdom of our officials and our government leaders. Bless them today, but give them the ability to discern how to help these dear children in their time of need. We pray that you might help us as a church to participate and do our part so that we might uh, see remedied this very serious problem with these boys and girls. We thank you now for your word and we pray that you might open our eyes. Lord, teach us to pray. Those of us who have walked with you many years, we say, teach us to pray. For those who are learning to follow Jesus today, who are brand new in their Christian life, we say, Lord, teach us to pray. Those of us in deep troubles and sorrows today, who have grief in our hearts and we do not know what to do tomorrow, we say, Lord, teach us to pray. For those who are celebrating great days, wonderful blessings, from you, health and vitality and strength, we say, Lord, teach us to pray. What a good thing it is for us to be together. Now bless us as we come around your word and give us just a little while that we might not be distracted by our own lives and the cares and worries of the world. Teach us to pray. Holy Spirit of God today, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now we come back to Matthew chapter number six. Matthew five, six, and seven, as I've reminded you all, are some of the most important words of the Lord Jesus Christ to disciples. All of the Lord Jesus' words are important. I'm not minimizing the rest, but I'm simply saying uh, Matthew five, six, and seven ought to be the business of every Christian in this room and those who hear my voice to spend careful time reading, meditating, praying through. So if you're a Christian, today we look at a very important section of God's Word. The Lord Jesus mentions three holy habits in Matthew chapter 6. He mentions giving, the holy habit of giving. He mentions, as we're focusing on, the holy habit of praying. And then he mentions the holy habit of fasting. All of these holy habits are things that Jesus Christ Himself did. So if you're a follower of Jesus, you practice in your personal life what Jesus practiced in his life. That's part of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. 
So today we pick up, as we, as we were looking last week, at these words of the Lord Jesus regarding prayer. Matthew 5, beginning in verse number 5. When you pray, you are not to be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners, so that they may be seen by men. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward in full. But you, but you disciples, this is his emphasis here, but you disciples, when you pray, go into your inner room and close your door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Verse 7, And when you are praying, do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do. For they suppose that they will be heard for their many words. Now here's our focus, verse number 8 today. So do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Pray then in this way. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Now, Heavenly Father, bless the reading of these words of the Lord Jesus Christ. And may the Holy Spirit of God be our teacher now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our focus today is this, that when you pray, now I'm speaking to all of you who are followers of Jesus. When you pray, as the Lord said, pray with confidence to God the Father. This is our focus today. When you're praying, pray with confidence to God the Father. That is so important for us to understand. Now again, the word prayer. What does the word pray mean that you're reading in your Bible? Boys and girls, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you have your Bibles open. Students, I'm glad you're here. Follow along, stay with us. The word pray means to bring your wishes, desires, your needs toward to God. You bring them to Him and you speak your wishes, your desires, and your needs to God the Father. This is how we pray. It's a simple matter. Sometimes people say, well, I don't know what to say. Well, in the days ahead, we'll be looking at how the Lord taught all disciples to learn how to pray and the words they can say as they learn to pray. But for right now, I'm simply talking about the exercise of praying, of praying. So as followers of Jesus Christ, we pray. And as verse number eight says, I'm going to spend my time today only on the last part of this verse, this phrase, for your father. Now I'm speaking to disciples. Your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. That's confidence in praying. That's confidence when I pray. It's not praying like a hypocrite to hear myself pray or to impress someone else. It's not praying like a Gentile babbling, thinking that somehow if I say enough words, spiritual words and whatever I do, that somehow I'll impress God and God will listen to me. No, no. 
We learn that as we go into the secret place, into our special secret place, every Christian needs a place, an inner secret place where you close the door, everybody else is excluded, and you pray to God the Father. You speak to your heavenly Father. What a wonderful thing it is. I was so glad Brother Scott led us to sing Sweet Hour Prayer. Sweet Hour Prayer. Because the longer and the better you know that you're meeting God the Father when you pray. You see, you, have, you are meeting with someone for a special, significant, daily, secret time to talk about your secrets. To tell God the Father your secrets. To talk to Him about the deepest, greatest burdens in your life. And to share with Him your happiest joys. This is what we do when we pray. So there are three observations, and I'm simply going to take verse 8, this phrase, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him, and I'm just going to take it in its parts. Number one, you pray confidently as a disciple to your Heavenly Father. That's, that's who our prayers are directed toward. We pray to our Heavenly Father. Secondly, we pray confidently to our Heavenly Father who is present as we're praying. We pray to our Heavenly Father in secret. Oh yes, we've been praying here today in public. It's wonderful. We've joined together in public prayer and we need to do that. And that's how we learn to pray. But now we also learn that we pray confidently to our Heavenly Father who is present as we're praying. And then the last thing that I'll mention, which has to do with this second part of the phrase, your father knows. He knows. You see, he's present. He knows as you're praying. And then finally, the Lord says, your father knows what you need before you ask. And we pray confidently to the heavenly father who knows what you need as you're praying. This is an amazing thing. This is what seems to be a contradiction. You'd say, Pastor Mike, if God already knows what I need, why do I need to pray? Because children always talk to their father about what they need. This is the nature of being a child of God. So let's get to it for a moment here and think about this in the brief time we have. Number one, pray confidently to your heavenly Father. You see, the Lord Jesus expands on a very important truth that maybe you've overlooked in your Christian life. We say it often in our praying. You heard Pastor Todd do it. You heard, you had heard Pastor Scott do it. You heard me do it. We spoke our Father. We said Heavenly Father. We spoke to the Father as we voiced our prayer publicly today. Well, the Lord Jesus in Matthew 5, 6, and 7, I just what I want to do is I'm going to take the time to do this because the Lord Jesus is saying to these disciples something they'd not heard. They'd never heard as a Jewish followers much about God being Father. You see, he is, he is Father to those who are born again. He is God the Father to those who are born again, who have believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God. The Son of God, eternal Son of God, was always praying and speaking with God the Father. This is what we do. Now we are adopted children of God by salvation. By being born, all of us have been adopted into the family of God. Now I'm going to be speaking to all of you believers about our Father. 
our Heavenly Father for a moment. I hope that my words will be an encouragement to you. I hope my words will, will it, it motivate you to think about how glorious, majestic, wonderful, loving our Heavenly Father is to all of us who are His children. You see, the Bible tells us at the beginning that we have a Father. The Lord Jesus taught this to His disciples. Now just read with me. I'll just read these verses quickly, not comment on them. But I want you to see how many times in Matthew 6, 5, 6, and 7, He talks to the disciples about the Heavenly Father, their Father. He says, Matthew 5, 48, Therefore, you're to be perfect as your Heavenly Father is perfect. He says in chapter 6, verse 1, Beware of practicing your righteousness before men to be noticed by them. Otherwise, you have no reward with your Father who is in heaven. Then he says in verse number 4, when he's talking about the holy habit of giving. So when you're giving in secret, do it in secret. And your Father, your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. He again says, as we're looking today in verse 6, but you, when you pray, go into your inner room, close your door and pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. He again says in verse 8, your father knows what you need before you ask him. He says in verse number nine, as we'll get to in the days ahead, pray then in this way or say these things, our father who is in heaven. And then we have in verse 14 of chapter six, for if you forgive others for their transgressions, your heavenly father will also forgive you. And in verse 15, but if you do not forgive others, then your, your father will not forgive your transgressions. And then in verse number 18 of chapter 6. So let your fasting not be noticed by men, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And then over in Matthew chapter 6, verse number 32, the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. And then we read in chapter 7, Matthew 7, 11. If you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give what is good to those who ask Him? So we speak today for a moment about our Heavenly Father. I want to talk to you about your Heavenly Father, disciple. I want to talk to you today, disciple, about our Heavenly Father, disciple. We are all now part of the family of God. What did John teach us as we were studying about assurance for many, many months in 1 John? We learned in 1 John chapter 3. Look at what great love the Father has shown to us. Listen, that we should be called children of God. And such we are. We are now children of God. And because we are His children, John goes on to elaborate, there's no fear in perfect love. We now have His love in us, and we now have the joy of living in full assurance that we are saved. Once we believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, we are saved, and we are His children. That's why Paul said these very important words. He said, 
when we receive, I'll just read it, Romans 8, 15. They have received the spirit of adoption and they cry, Abba, Father. He said on in another place, Galatians 4, 6. Because you are sons, because you are children of God. Listen, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your heart and you cry, Abba, Father. When I'm praying, I'm, sp I'm praying in the spirit of the Lord Jesus who said himself when he was on the earth, Abba, Father. When he was standing facing, when he was kneeling and facing one of the greatest and most challenging times in his life in the garden of Gethsemane, in Mark chapter 14, it records that the Lord says, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. You see, the Lord Jesus spoke to God the Father by saying, Abba, Father. Abba, Father. These two sweet, wonderful words, Abba, Aramaic for Father, Father, Greek. Abba, Father, put together to describe the beauty of what it is to be a child and be totally dependent upon God. To have full assurance that if I speak with my Heavenly Father, He's there to meet me and to listen to me and take care of me however it must take place. Oh, my dear friends, this is the secret. This is the joy. This is the confidence that every Christian, every disciple can have. It's not whether you can impress God the Father with saying right words. It's not that you can come to God the Father in some certain way with everything all cleaned up and in order. It's that you come to God the Father in whatever condition you're in because He is your heavenly Father. I know, I know because I've been in ministry so many years. I understand that for many, you have disappointment in your earthly fathers. I understand that. I'm sorry about it for you. I'm, I know it's disappointed you. I know it's hurt you. But I'm not speaking of anyone who's like your earthly father. Only in the sense that a father is a father to a child in that way. I'm speaking to you about the glory of the holy, perfect, eternal, heavenly father. Who is your heavenly father all for the rest of eternity, you are now part of the family of God, adopted in. So what does a child born say? Daddy, that's what they say. Father, that's what they say. If you are born again, you say without any coercion. You say without anybody provoking you. You pray naturally because you are a child of God. These are things we must remember. So when I go to pray... Let's go back now. Matthew 5, 6. When you pray, go into your inner room, close your door, and pray to your Father. Remember, bring your wishes and your desires and your needs to God the Father. Bring them to Him. And here's what you're doing. You're coming to God the Father. And in coming to Him, you know what you're saying? Abba, Father, I love you. Abba, Father, I adore you. Abba, Father, I depend on you. Abba, Father, I submit to you. Abba, Father, I wait for you. Abba, Father, I trust you. Abba, Father, I love to spend time with you. One of our men was sharing with me uh, after his father had, had gone to, to heaven. He said, in the last days of his life, we had some very good times together. I wish we'd had more earlier. Well, I would certainly say to all of you today, if your uh, earthly father is alive, we'll spend as much time with them as you can. Enjoy your fellowship. 
Enjoy letting your fathers get to know you and you get to know them. Don't ignore them, love them and, and spend time with them. But oh, there's nothing better. There's nothing that takes the place of finding your secret place and meeting your heavenly father in whatever condition you find yourself saying, I totally depend on you. I totally trust you, Abba, Father. That's how it begins. So he says, verse 8, your father. Secondly, he knows. Your father knows. Secondly, pray confidently because he's your father. He's your heavenly father, eternal heavenly father. But also pray confidently because he's present in your praying. So we know this truth. God is everywhere. God is, what do we say? Omnipresent. He's present everywhere. God, there's not any place where we can go to avoid the presence of God, but He is specially. He is sweetly. He is in your secret place. He is present. He is present there. When you enter that secret place, it's your place and His place Together. It is that secret place that you enjoy with God. You enjoy with God the Father. Your Father sees, look at verse 6, He sees, you pray to your Father in secret, and your Father sees. What's implied here is that God the Father is present as we pray, and He sees us in all of our conditions, inside and out. He also hears us what we have to say, and he understands and accepts us. This is quite an astounding thing. You see, you've already come in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to pray. You enter into that place and now you're in his presence. I love what Psalm 31:20 says, you hide them in the secret place of your presence. That's it. There is a secret place with God in His presence that's not like any other place where you experience the presence of God. He comes close to you. He overwhelms us. He, he surrounds us with His loving kindness and His grace and His mercy and His glory. You see, God the Father sees me. Psalm 33, 18. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear Him. Yes, He sees me in all of my ways. Yes, His eye is on me in all of my behavior. But especially as I sit or kneel or stand, whatever you do in your secret place, however is your posture, He sees you. He knows your name. He knows when you were born. He knows your death day. He knows your strengths and weaknesses. He knows your talents and your abilities. He knows the things that you're sad about. He knows the things you're glad about. He knows and understands you. He knows the world and all the circumstances of it. He knows everything that's going to happen in your life. He knows what's going to, He knows the day when the Lord Jesus will return again. He knows all things. He is the, he is the one who knows all things. And as the all-knowing one, He now comes to meet you all alone so that you can be seen by him and he can see you. What else does he do? He hears. Psalm 116.1, I love the Lord because 
He hears my cries. You know, there are a lot of people who, in their sadness about their earthly fathers, they've been separated from them, not been able to be around them. They weren't able to talk with them about their dreams. They weren't able to share with them their, their worries and their troubles. But you see, your heavenly Father is always ready. When you shut the door, when you close the door, there, he, there in His glorious presence, by the Spirit, He meets you spirit to spirit. And you speak with your heavenly Father. You see, He's present with you in that secret place. And He's discerning the condition of your heart. He's, he's discerning the thoughts that are going through your mind. Sometimes people will say to me, Pastor Mike, when I start to pray, all these things in my mind just start flying around and I can't stop them. That's okay. Just sit for a while in the presence of the heavenly Father and let your mind sort its way on out. He already knows all of your unsorted thoughts. He already knows all of that mess flying through your mind. He still accepts you with all of the outrageous things that go through your mind. That you think, why in the world am I thinking of this when I'm trying to pray? Just, yes, you're there and the eye of the Lord is on you. He's looking at you. He loves you. He's not judging you. He is there as your loving Heavenly Father to meet with you so that you might speak to Him about all of the desires and wishes that you have in your life and what to do and His purposes for you, your family, and all that you pray about. You see, the motivations of your own life are all clearly laid out as you come before the Lord. He sees you, He understands your emotions and your needs. Because all of us, my friends, have various kinds of needs. We not only need external things, as the Lord speaks about food and clothing and housing, and those are important things, as we've even talked about with, uh, with, our, uh, with the dear foster children in Tennessee and others that we try to help with in our community with uh, food and other things. But you have emotional needs. You have physical needs, but you have emotional needs and you have spiritual needs. And so all of these things come to be what the Lord comes and meets with you in that secret place about. You've been looking all of your life for somebody who would sit down and be your friend and let you talk freely about whatever you want to speak about. When you disciple, pray, go and shut your door and pray to your father who is in secret and he will listen to all of those things that you've desired all of your life for someone to speak with you about. In the last place, pray confidently to your heavenly Father who knows what you need as you pray. Now, let's come back to this. This always seems for some to be uh, uh, some kind of a problem for them. How is it that I should pray if God already knows what I need, as I said at the beginning? Because when you're a child, you always ask for what you need, even if you know your father already knows. Just, I put, I, why would I need to make this case? All of you have children. That's what they do. They already know what you, they already know that you know what you're going to do, but they ask you anyway. They probably were asking as they were on their way to church today. They're going to ask as soon as they get out of here. If you have grandchildren, they're asking all the time. They know what you're going to do. They know you already know, but they're going to ask you anyway. This is the, this is the nature of being a child. This is what we do in total dependence upon God. 
We, we go to our Heavenly Father who already knows what we need as we pray. There are a lot of reasons why that would be important for us. You see, it teaches me to rely upon God for what I need. Look, there are a lot of us in this room who are very industrious and very self-dependent people. And if it, we had our way, we'd just take care of ourselves without, we don't need anybody. The fact of the matter is praying itself reminds you every day, I need God's help with everything in my life. I'm utterly dependent upon God. That's what praying teaches you. It is a way to humble yourself. It is a way to remind yourself of, oh, I'm, I think I've got a good plan here. And then lo and behold, your plan goes bad. You see, your father knows what you need before you ask. So what does he say? Now let's just look at it again quickly in number seven, chapter number seven, this verse. He says, if you being evil know how to give good things to your children, how much more will your father who's in heaven give what is good to those who ask him? Lord, I have a need. Yes. And as you're presenting that need, God sees what's in your heart. He knows your emotions. He knows your desires. I'm talking about now he's doing this with all of us at the same time. We do not have a forgetful heavenly father. We do not have a neglectful Heavenly Father. We do not have a busy Heavenly Father who cannot get to you. Just take a number and wait. No, no. You, you find your place and you go meet Him. And He has all the time you need so that He might speak to you and meet your need. While, while you're speaking of your needs, He is knowingly providing for your needs Already, This is what the Lord says. How much more will your heavenly father? How much more will he give what is good to those who ask him? He knows your physical needs, my friend. He knows them. He knows them. He knows the needs of these, of these uh, children that I'm speaking of often. The foster children. He knows the needs of all kinds of circumstances and people. He knows the needs he knows the needs. Consider the ravens. Did he not say it? He said, consider the lilies of the field. Consider, they don't, they don't do anything. God takes care of them. How much more, children of God, how much more do we matter to God in our lives? He knows what emotional needs you have. You see, sometimes I think my emotional need is this, when actually my emotional need is something else. This is what the Father knows what you need. The Father knows what you need in the way of emotional rest, in the way of emotional peace, in the way of assurance. He knows your spiritual needs. He knows where you lack faith and where your, your faith is weak. He knows your fears. He knows that you need protection. He knows that you need guidance. He knows that you need instruction. And He has provided all of these things. Your Father, what does the Lord say? Your Father knows what you need as you go to prayer before you ask. So what should we ask for? What should we ask for? If he already knows what we need, ask for what you need. That's what you do when you go to pray. You go to pray and you ask for what you need. Some of you have been hamstrung by what I would consider not proper teaching on prayer. I would say to you before you consult all of the preachers about prayer, read the word of God and what the Lord Jesus said about prayer. May I read it to you again? Ask 
and you will receive. Now, so we're going to quickly, what now? Now, according to this, according to, the, listen to the word of the Lord Jesus. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. We've, we've got this malady. We've got this distortion, some of us, in our praying. So what do you ask for? You ask for what you need. And what did James say to us and remind us as believers as he did in his own day? You don't have it because you haven't asked for it. You see, God the Father wants to answer your wishes and desires and needs. Yes, of course, according to his purposes. Yes, of course, according to what is best. But you must ask him. You see, in the very asking of your need, though it may not be exactly what you need, God uses that to teach you how to trust Him and count on His provision. So what do we remember today as we finish? Well, I've said this in a number of ways, but I want to remind you of this. This is a wonderful, sweet truth. God the Father loves to fellowship with His children in secret. It is the most rewarding experience you'll have in all your Christian life. Yes, I love fellowship with God's people. It's wonderful. I love being First Baptist with our people. I love being in fellowship with our Christian brothers and sisters, wherever, Bible study, fellowship, a meal, or whatever we're doing. But there is nothing sweeter. Yes, the wonder of, of being with our families. Yes, the wonder of being with our husbands and wives and our kids. It's all good. It's wonderful. It's joyful. But there is nothing. There is nothing that will warm your heart, help you through the hard times, than coming confidently knowing that I have a heavenly father who loves me and knows me and understands me and will listen to me and provide for me what I need. God the Father's presence assures and comforts us. What else can I say? I, I know when I've been, I know when I'm living in assurance and confidence in my life that I've been with the Heavenly Father as I should be. And I also know when I haven't been with the Heavenly Father, how a mess I can be. This is always true for all of us. And remember, friends, God the Father knows what you need in every season and circumstance of life. So I look across this room and I look at our boys and girls who will someday have their own families if the Lord Jesus doesn't come. And they'll be bringing their children to church. I look at students in this room who are seeking to follow Jesus and be serious I look at young adults in here who have your children at the earliest ages of life. You median age adults, you're losing your kids, you think, but they'll be back. You think you're empty nesters, but don't worry. They know your address and they'll be back. And then you have all of us who are old people in this room. Oh, how the Lord, the Heavenly Father knows exactly what you all need, no matter what the season or circumstances of your life. Listen, here's the way I'd say it. He knows what you need. He knows before you know what you need, and He knows best how to meet your need. Now, I don't know how much better it could get than that. So, the Lord Jesus said, but you disciples, when you pray, go into your inner room, close your door, and pray to your Father, who is in secret, and your Father who sees what is done in secret, He'll reward you. He'll take care of you. To the praise of the glory of His grace, the Lord Jesus is coming. He is at the door. And we as a church continue. We pray 
We pray publicly, we pray privately, come Lord Jesus.